Good Wednesday morning. Today, Dr. John's going to be answering a question from a listener, and I'm going to go ahead and read that now. Hi, Dr. John Patrick. Thank you for your work. I just listened to a recent episode, How to Find a Good Doctor. I am a PA, physician's assistant student, and am concerned that my medicine is not good enough to proclaim my Christian values. Do you have recommendations for students on how to make the most of their education? Yes, I do. Uh, quite a lot, actually. Um, thank you for the question. Uh, and that's not a, a democratic sort of uh, put you off at the beginning in answer to a question. It's nice to see people thinking about that. We are never what we would want to be. And that's not going to happen in this life. In medicine, you are always a student. And you will make mistakes. Hopefully they'll get less, but you will make them. Everybody does. Uh, so from the Christian point of view, it's comforting to know that Christ never looks at our outcomes. He looks at our intentions. Uh, he knows that the outcomes are in his hands. Uh, what he's concerned about with us is our intentions. So um, the the hardest part from for a Christian uh is that you're entering into a profession where you're highly unlikely to maintain your normal Christian habits at all easily. Uh, so you've got to work on that. Um, it's better than it used to be. Uh, when I started, uh, we had no official time off five months and two weeks before you got an official break. You took short breaks when other people would stand on for you in the hospital. Uh, it's very hard to continue in the Apostles' Doctrine, breaking of bread, fellowship, and prayers under those circumstances. Uh, I'd read my Bible con pretty consistently till I became a doctor. Uh, and then it gathered dust uh, most of the time. And it wasn't that I didn't, I'd given it up. It was just that life was too demanding and other things were intruding and I lost my way for, for, for a while. Uh, so the first thing is to recognize that. And so get yourself a support group. Every Christian uh, medical student should have a support group. The people you want are people whose uh, knowledge of Christ is obvious. Hopefully in your congregation, you know the people who really and truly love the Lord. It shows. And those are the people you want to be your support group. And you want them to pray for you, which they will do. And you want to be called once a week at least to be asked the following questions. Have you read the Bible this week? Have you said any prayers this week? Have you just lied to me? That gives you a second chance. Because they can read to you and pray with you. I didn't learn that in an explicit way till looking back. I was protected for a while by one uh, family that basically took me in. Uh, the, the mother of that family had been a patient within my first week in, as a doctor. And I'd noticed a Bible by the side of the bed and made a comment and she took it in. And she had a painful condition so she often woke up at night. Uh, and after a few days she said, uh, you were here at one o'clock this morning and you were here again at eight. Is that what your life's like? And she started asking very direct questions like only a certain kind of uh, upper middle class Christian English woman could. 
And when I described it, she said, that is very uncivilized. We must do something about that. And what she did every now and again, she'd call her husband, Esmond, and say, give John a call, see if he can get off for two or three hours and bring him home to supper. They never questioned me in any intrusive way. They were too English for that. They simply loved me. That's wonderful. That's what you need. You need that safe space. Uh, it would never have been called that. It wasn't a safe space. It was much better than that. It was what it should be, Christian love. Uh, so that's that's the first thing you should do. You get those things in, in order. Now, the next thing you've got to do is reorientate your idea of what you're doing. Almost certainly up to this point, you have been looking upon what you hear from your teachers as things that you have to regurgitate on an exam and then you can forget. I call it the memorize and dump program of most modern education. Uh, but you must move beyond that. Uh, the next thing you've got to do is, at the end of the day, at least stop and see if you can write a couple of postcards on things that you've heard or come across that day that seem to you important. And look them up in a textbook and, and write a an appropriate postcard to yourself, so to speak. And put it in a pile and do that every day. If you do two every day, by the time you've finished your training program, you will have some things that you've written down in your own, your own hand. And it's important not to type them. It's important to write. And draw them out regularly so that you review them regularly. And at the end, you know what you know, and therefore you know what you have not seen before. So the most important thing about a young doctor is he must have the ability to put aside pride and say, I don't know what to do in this situation. Then your senior docs can sleep at night. The most frightening person is an arrogant young prig who thinks he knows everything. Uh, whereas somebody who obviously has an approach to learning, which is an intention to build an intellectual structure for their lives, uh, they'll be an entirely different order of physician. And your boss can always sleep because you will call when you don't know. And that's the, no, no doctor objects to that, unless they're drunk and having sex at the time. And even then, they'll get back to you in a few minutes. So that is the way uh, you can make soft. Uh There are many more. Uh, I do have some a talk on it somewhere. And I could do it. A small group of friends that you really that share your view, fellowship. Uh, that's the thing that doctors lose most. A place where they can talk about the fact that I killed a patient last week by ignorance. I'll never do it again. But that, if that patient had met a better doctor than me, they would be like, "That's happened to all of us." The learning process does that. We've had some marvelous improvements in some things in that area over the over my lifetime, but it's always going to happen. But we are not responsible for what we don't know. We're responsible for what we do about it. Augustine's famous line, you will not be judged for your ignorance, but you will be judged for your failure to do anything about it. So when you've identified your ignorance, now you've got to fix it. Um, write to me if you want more. I'd be interested to get to have some personal com conversation with you if you want to. John Patrick at gmail.com. Thanks for writing. Thank you, Dr. John. Thank you guys for listening and thank you for writing in questions. I appreciate those. 
They are some of my most enjoyable talks to hear John talk about. If you enjoyed this podcast or if you enjoyed the YouTube, be sure to subscribe, like. That really helps the channel. Leave a review and share it with a friend, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.